Walking Between Worlds is produced by Culturebound. Our purpose is to equip people to be effective in a language and culture different than their own. We don't necessarily agree with all the opinions expressed by guests on the podcast, but we highly value the conversation that takes place when we listen carefully to what one another is saying. To learn more about Culturebound, visit our website at www.culturebound.org. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Walking Between Worlds. We are in between seasons right now, and so we decided to put a few fun ones together. And this one is going to be all about food and the role that food plays in community and culture. So I'm your one of your co-hosts, Kylie Trout. I'm your other co-host, John Mazzarella. And we have got a full house today. We have Jacob Huey in here. Hello. And Terry Steele. Hey, what's up? So all the regulars. So we're all... We're all going to talk together about, about food. <laughs> what food means to us, what it means to community, what it means to relationships. To and culture. What to it means culture. to our stomachs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are those all the same thing? Maybe it means the same thing to most of those. Mm. You know, so in my class, sometimes yeah. the right answer is yes, yeah. yes. Rather than either or. Right. I mean, exactly. When they ask you what, yeah, if you want to eat this, the answer definitely is yes, usually. Yeah, so. <laughs> Unless it's usually. like bugs or something. <laughs> The well, food I'll, I'll, I'll eat some bugs you know, with the right seasoning. I've, I, I've done crickets. that before. Yeah, crickets are good. That's that's a horrible food to start off with podcast. Guys. Let's, <laughs> let's the first with the, food that I mentioned. The first well, food is okay. crickets. Horrible, horrible from a Western standpoint. That is fair. I'm sorry. True. That, that, is, that is a good point. True. Unless it's water bugs like lobster. I get. I have so got shrimps here. Oh, well, Ooh. the tails of them. Yum. We had. I got some coconut shrimp with my sister for lunch and. Lawn. Always, always a good time. See, now I'm getting See, hungry already. Yeah. I even ate lunch too, but. Yeah. Oh, I had well, Asian fusion like, today. Ooh, I guess it's not even good. close to dinner time, so. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. Anyway, we love food. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone loves food. Yeah. But we're gonna not necessity. everybody actually. Tell me about that. I know okay. some people who eat out of necessity and not enjoyment. They actually do not like food. Oh yeah, the or people that lost their taste to COVID. Well, those <laughs> people. Yeah, that too. But, yeah, I remember that. But oh, man. there are some people that I knew even before COVID um, mm. would say that they don't like food. They just eat because their body needs it, but they don't like process or whatever enjoy. i don't understand the reasoning what? <laughs> but there are people who do they have a tongue i don't know actually let's talk about that because i used to be one of those people kind of not that extreme okay but when life is so busy and so stressful that you don't take mm. the moments to actually enjoy food and you're eating out of necessity food becomes just a burden yeah I understand that because that's where i'm at yeah that i will go a whole day without eating and not even notice until yeah. i get to the end of the day if I skip breakfast and then I just keep rolling with Which through stuff. Which my fiance does not like. <laughs> it happens. How cultural is that? Well, I've, out of busyness? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And one of the things that food does is it slows you down. Yeah. You have to slow down. Yep. So okay. I'll, I'll come in and my boys eat early. So usually like 4.30, they're eating food. Hmm. And I oftentimes with my work schedule, I'm not getting home till 5 or 5.30. Yeah. And I will... I'll come in and, and the, the meal is done and I'll eat on my own. I'm like, this kind of stinks. Mel, my wife, will actually stop what she's doing, sit down next to me and say, hi. And I'm actually able to have food with Mel mm-hmm. and I get to enjoy the work that she's put into it. And I'm spoiled because she's a great chef, mm-hmm. but it's, it's being there with her. And so like, I have learned to slow down in the midst of my busy day 
to stop, take time to walk over to her after I'm done with the meal, give her a hug and a kiss and say, that was fabulous. Thank you. Mm. And that is one of the things about food that's so crazy. Like food is such an immersive sensory experience, not just with taste, but also smell. There's the auditory component of it, you know, like hearing yourself chew and kind of gross. But there's a visual component to it. There's a physical, like, like uh, tactical. Um, tactile. Tactile. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. Tactical. It's very tactical. tactical. It's very tactical. Could be. No, but the tactile experience of it, it's so immersive for your brain. It's actually, it, it is really hard to process a lot of other things while you're doing it. It's hard to eat while like yep. you're driving or while you're, mm. you know, completing other tasks because it requires so much out of your brain. And it's interesting, the power of food, you realize that we store memories uh, or that s- memories can be triggered by smell or taste. Yes. Um, yeah. I ran into a perfume a number of years ago I hadn't smelled in 20 years. It's something I had smelled in mm-hmm. high school. All the girls used it, and suddenly I came back to a location, and I did, it wasn't flashbacks, but I was remembering people I had forgotten and thought about for 30 years. Yeah. Mm. yeah there's an incredible power to smell. In fact, of all the languages of culture, it is the most unconscious and yep. the most powerful. Yep. Wow. So going back to the idea of being too busy for food and having that be, you know, in our, at least in the Western world, like that's a huge thing. So is then fast food less about an innovation, a creative innovation, and more so was it born out of a necessity based off the cultural place was born in? Pragmatism, Mm -hmm. speed, and time Mm -hmm. are very important, but you notice that they still say things like, well, have it your way, or we make choices choice. between yeah. these different choices. Yeah. But we will choose our certain fast food restaurant either on the basis of how convenient it is or what mm-hmm. flavor is there. If we really, yeah. I mean, again, if you want to go for pragmatism, I got a McDonald's near my, near my house. If I want flavor, we'll take the extra half hour and drive down to Chick fil A. Mm. You know, mm. again, the, not the Lord's chicken. <laughs> or if we really have time and we want to make an event of it, we'll go to In-N-Out, mm. which for us in northern Oregon, uh, it's an hour south is the closest In-N-Out. Solemn. Here's a question about fast food. Um, when you eat fast food, where do you usually eat it? In, in the car. car. In the car. Have you ever, and so here's a counter question. How have you ever, like with your family, gone through a McDonald's drive through or just a fast food drive You picked up the food, taken it all the way home, and then yes. eaten it? Yes. Yeah. How Not different is that thing. experience? Not because eating the fries along the way. No. Of course. <laughs> no, but with COVID, the restaurants aren't open. So right. for the last year, it's all been pick it up and go home. Right. And but with fast food specifically, yep. there's a different, it feels so, so, so weird to do that. Like to pick up a bunch of food, of food from a fast food place, take it home and eat it. It does not taste the same. Like no. it's not yeah, nearly no. as enjoyable. You feel it hit your gut. You're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just ate that. Yeah. And your whole family's like, okay, we're taking it. Which nap. is where there's certain restaurants that you just go, no, there's yeah. some that really work well when you get home. Right. But that's what the thing is, like, fast food is meant to work well when you are in a hurry. Yes. Not so well when you're not. Yeah. 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 And I will take the extra time, the food cart at the office. Uh, yes. I will, technically it's fast food because it's short order type of stuff, but I will take the extra 10 minutes to, number one, I will give them our business because we want to keep a good relationship. Yeah. And number two, it's good food. It's yeah. delicious. I'll take the extra 10 oh, minutes of waiting 
and sit down right there next to the cart with whoever I'm with. Last time it was with John, and we just sat there and had a great conversation mm-hmm. because it, boy, that it, that lubricates conversation, so to speak. Yeah. There's uh, science yeah. behind that. Yeah. <laughs> I've there is. 20 minutes for an order at that place before because it's, it's just so good. It's, it's worth, worth it. it. Yeah. 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 Compared to waiting twenty minutes in a Taco Bell drive-through. Well, if I'm waiting mm. twenty minutes in a Taco Bell drive-through, I'm 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 annoyed the entire time. Yeah, exactly. Mm. There's that. Yeah, that difference. Well, and then you think of like um, meal replacements and how prevalent those oh, have become. Yeah. I mean, I the was shakes. one of the uh, man. You hear like Soylent, which is a it's it's a company that does meal replacements. I was on like um, one of their first customer lists back in the day <laughs> because they were you know coming out with this revolutionary product that um was a meal replacement you know different than other ones and more than just protein powder but now you see more and more companies going toward full meal replacements where you can actually live yeah. off of nutrition in these foods with a busy lifestyle and it's become kind of a, almost a cult yeah. type of movement of people who are in business that work almost 24 7 that want something yeah, to eat. And let's be honest, this is a Western phenomenon. Most of the mm-hmm. rest of the world looks at us and says, what is wrong with you? Um, I had a, a Chinese student. Um, a, a, my, my international students and my American students wanted to do an event together. It was an assignment I had, and I let them do whatever they wanted to. They said, we need to have a, a buffet of food. Mm. And twice this took place where, one, they invited us into their home and made, uh, spent four hours preparing the meal. And so half the students went there to prepare the meal, and the other half, we came in with them, and we went through a New Year's, uh, a Chinese New Year's celebration with mm, them. And it so was fun. hours mm. long, and it was so cool. The other one, they said, uh, we want to prepare a meal for you guys. And the way we build friendships is we cook together. Mm-hmm. So literally the students, the American students who went to their houses and helped prep for four hours, a lot of prep. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to them later, and they said, they weren't kidding. That is how they build relationships, and we feel connected with them in a way that we've never felt connected with anyone else. It's because you're in the trenches with them together, and then you get yeah. to enjoy the yeah. process yep. of it and to take a little pride in what you have done. Mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about the um, the physiological phenomenons that happen, like when you like that make us enjoy, um, you know, making food together, eating food together. What allows us to um, you know, have a deeper conversation with others while we're having a meal together. Um, there's a few things that take place. So, um, first of all, when you're with people and um, you're all partaking in the same activities, our brains actually, or when we're watching someone do something and we're trying to envision ourselves doing that, so we're in the learning process, um, are the neurons in our brain, the neural pathways that are happening and firing are the exact same as the person who's actually doing the task. And so okay. there's this thing that's happening. Your brains are literally firing in the exact same way. You're having a vicarious experience through what they're doing. And so you're actually forging a connection there. Mm. Um, and so the whole time you're preparing the meal and then sitting down and eating the meal, your brains are actually all firing, not exactly the same way, but similar enough that you're actually operating on the same, the same exact experience. Mm. And so there's a level of connection there that isn't going to be happening if you're just like in the same house coexisting, doing your separate things. Um, the other part of it is it has to do with um, your nervous system. And so your body cannot really process food when you are in a highly aroused state. Um, when, if you're panicking, like if you're freaking out and 
you've got a lot going on, you're really stressed, you're not going to be able to process food very well. You're not going to be able to slow your body down enough. I mean, you can slow your body down, but it's going to be that much harder to relax, have a vulnerable conversation, have, you know, an authentic conversation even when you are in a state of panic. Mm. And so what food actually does is it allows you to take that step back, kind of what you were saying, Terry, like being able to slow down enough to engage with those around you. And food is literally the avenue by which we're able to do that better with people. Mm. So fun psychology facts for you today. Wow, yeah. <laughs> My daughter, Serena, she's going through a whole cold food stage where she wants to eat everything cold instead of eat it up. Hey, you know what? Hot pizza is great. Cold pizza the next morning, even better. Oh yeah, she loved, but, but what? But everything, she wants cold. She I'd be like cold eggs. Cold. It just she's like she's on a yeah. cold food kick. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> she did something really weird the other day. It was cold. I don't remember what it was, but she was like, "Can I have it cold?" I was like, "I mean, if you eat it, I don't care." <laughs> as long as it gets. Yeah, eaten. this tastes terrible because it's cold. Because it's cold. Well, what what does taste bad if it's cold? There was something that was really weird. I'm trying to remember what it Chinese was. food. Oh, man. Uh, well, what, Depends what kind the Chinese of Chinese food? True. Egg rolls. Oh, yeah, cold egg rolls. Yeah. I mean, but that's kind of like, I mean, there's some food that's like fried food that you just have to resurrect uh, yeah. in order to yeah. eat. Otherwise, it's yeah. just bad. Fried but, chicken. Yeah. I don't like that yeah. as much cold. It's too clammy. Yeah, exactly. The skin is just like, uh. Cold like it soup. Does that motion. There's there's some soup that is intended to be cold, and there's yeah. some soup that's intended to be hot. And most what soups it was. need it was to be hot. Yeah. And it just lacks something. Maybe it was a soup thing that she was like, "You want to eat cold soup?" That might have been it. Cold tomato soup. Yeah. That's Man. just tomato sauce. I've been dead. Ketchup. <laughs> I've drinking tomato <laughs> soup out of a can before. You, have you? Yes. Why? When you're desperate and you're really hungry. Get a bowl of cereal. Eat some crackers. Oh, now I, I finally found cereal I can eat. Oh, yes. The, the, the no dairy, no, no, no gluten. Oh, it kills. On my brand. The, oh, it's it was nature's yeah, organic. You were telling me about that. Yeah. Oh yeah. That stuff yeah. Is I good. just one of the only cereals that tastes good that's vegan and gluten free. There's mm. a podcast I just listened to that put cereal on a bracket. Hmm. Uh, it's the one that Morgan sent. Yes. I didn't listen to it. Oh, I've listened to the full thing. <laughs> Captain Crunch makes it farther than it should have, in my Captain opinion. Captain Crunch does not even need it to It should have made list. it past round one. The and one so problem with Captain Crunch this. is it tends to be volcanic pumice on the top of that's your... That's our whole yeah. issue. With, so we, we have um <laughs> a very elitist cereal council. It's true. It's me and Jacob and my sister... And Which sister? Delaney and, and Morgan, Morgan Busby and Tim Stone. And well, Tim Stone doesn't interact in it. No. <laughs> but anyway, we have this whole group chat going about cereal and talking about cereal, and we have different criteria by which we rank cereal. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's um there's longevity in the bowl. I think yep. is one of them. Oh, that's a good there's one. texture, consistency, consistency. Yeah. Um, um, after milk after is milk. one of them. That's a big one. That's a big How one. How does the milk taste after you finish with the cereal? Is it drinkable or does it taste like plastic? It's half of the experience with exactly. eating cereal. Exactly. Exactly. And I would say right now, experience. immediately yeah. on the yeah. top of my list, would be steel cut oats. We don't talk about hot steel hot cereal. 
heretics. Yeah. It's cold yeah. cereal only. It's cold cereal. And so right now, really the two... Modern. What's, what, what, has, <laughs> what has divided the cereal council has been the debate of what's the number one cereal between Cinnamon Life mm. and Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Ooh. Oh man! Yeah. You know what is a really yummy cinnamon combo is a cereal milk. combo is cinnamon toast crunch and apple jacks. Mm-hmm. I've heard Love of that. that. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. Good. In that bracket, Captain they said the pairing was Captain Crunch and Apple Jacks. If I'm remembering this correctly, and yeah. Apple Jacks lost that match. No way. No. Does not make sense to me. No, I what? totally disagree. Apple Jacks Captain is Crunch delicious. has a cult following. And Apple Jacks is, is like the because, perfect crunch without because being Captain Crunch is not a breakfast exactly. cereal. It's, it's a dessert. late night It's like snack. horse food. <laughs> it's literally it just is. sugar. It's like dog pellets. It's sugar and cereal. <laughs> oh, they're, talking about, they're talking about it, and they're like, they're they're saying that what what Captain Crunch has is that you have to like wait, like one of the pr- cons is that you have to wait for Captain Crunch to get soaked enough for it to be palatable. Palatable for <laughs> yeah. you to eat. And it's like at that point, it's too soggy. The aftermilk is all thrown out of whack. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> it is the, <laughs> it is the Taco <laughs> Bell of <laughs> breakfast cereals. Don't diss Taco Bell. Don't bring Don't Taco Bell Taco this. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that name out of your mouth. Taco Bell is the only fast food I can still eat because of one thing on the menu. <laughs> they have yeah. one thing. Yeah. I'm just saying Chicken fast power food. bowl with no No, it's cheese. more like the taco time. Taco time. Okay, yeah. true. True. No, no, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Or like was, Del Taco or something. It was yeah, such a fair. funny pot. Plus, I don't think I don't think their bracket's valid because they didn't even have Cinnamon Life on the bracket at cinnamon all. Cinnamon Life is so super Invalid. It's so It's an good. invalid bracket. <laughs> Are you going to tell me you're going to have, like, what was... I forget one of the ones that had. This is a very unusual filler this, episode. This, <laughs> we have to keep this on here for Morgan because I know he listens to this podcast. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh, cool. He does. He hey, sends Morgan. me texts about it sometimes. He's like, "Hey, you had a really good episode." I'm like, he doesn't oh, thank tell you. me. <laughs> I'll keep it that part in. That's for you, Morgan. <laughs> Anyway, so food does end up being cultural in many ways, yes. not just on the, the, the available materials, yeah. Yeah. but also on what you do with that. If you will talk to our yeah. Cuban friends, they used to have a very unique form of uh, national food. Mm. But when they began to ration eggs, you couldn't have it because it uses like 12 eggs per serving or something mm-hmm. like that. Okay. And when you're getting one egg a month for an entire household, you can't do that anymore. It eliminated their national food. Mm-hmm. So, and I, as I understand it, it's really good. But what is that food that distinguishes one culture from the next? Naples, Italy, pizza, but it's not American pizza. Mm-hmm. Now, let's mm-hmm. just look at pizza. You have yeah. Italian pizza, you have Chicago pizza, you have New York pizza, you have LA pizza, you have Northwest pizza, mm-hmm. you have you Mediterranean have pizza. Exactly. <laughs> Which you is know? a whole thing of its own. And no one yeah, the Italians claim. look at us and say, Hawaiian pizza? What are you doing? I love And then Hawaiian. you have the Japanese pizza blast that actually yeah, has, right. um, mm. has um, a corn on it. Okay. I'd eat I mean, that. Yeah. I've like a whole corn, corn on the cob? Oh, I will eat oh that gosh. before I have pineapple on my pizza. Corn? Oh no. Yeah. Now we're you hate it that much? I do not like pineapple oh, it's wow. so pizza. so good. Okay, the most bizarre pizza that I've ever seen was mom in Naples 
was uh, <laughs> she she looked at the menu and it was translated fruit of the sea. Naples is a oh, port yeah. town. So yeah. she ordered fruit of the sea. And understand, it's an entire pizza per person, thin yeah. crust, very thin. And she got all this seafood st- shellfish yeah. still in the shells. Yeah. On oh, top yeah. Of that. Wow. I have a picture of a pasta that I got in Italy. It was that a amazing, honestly. It was a gnocchi dish. <gasps> and oh. it had like this yellow curry sauce on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came with, which is like, you don't think curry when you think Italian food. But it had curry and it was shrimp. So it had oh, wow. whole yes. massive yes. prawns on there that were all in the shell. They had their little faces and everything. Uh-huh. I really need to find a picture of it and show wow. you guys because it was so intense. Well, while you find the photo, I remember when <laughs> for I a did podcast. My... For a podcast, yeah. I know. <laughs> hey guys, Through this all... audio medium. Here's we can, we can post a clip of the podcast <laughs> Terry, with Terry the will now describe the, the photo to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but while you find the photo, I when I did my trip to Europe and we went to Italy, we went to this uh, it was some might have been a I was it might have been a hole in the wall pizzeria, mm-hmm. and they had a pizza called the American. The two toppings that were on this pizza was French fries. Yes, and French fries. Cut up hot dogs. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. 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 And that is an Italian pizza, and it's like on menus in all in uh, places yeah. all over Italy. Like, yep. oh my goodness, you can order it's called that the American. Slam in Americans yeah. that way. That's yeah. yeah. Okay. But yes. were they good? Were they good French fries? They were. Oh, yeah, man. Italian so French go. fries are pretty good. Okay, so here's the dish. That looks incredible. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. I'd go for that. Yep. Presentation's on point. The presentation yeah. was gorgeous, and the shrimp was delicious, too. Okay, and, and here's the thing. Sight is not that big of a deal when it comes to food, but oftentimes if it doesn't look appetizing, we won't eat it. Won't. Yeah. We'll we will not. actually, something that looks good, we will eat, even if we don't know mm-hmm. what the meat of it is, if it's mystery meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, the yeah. great missionary hot dogs. line. All hot dogs. You know, the, the, <laughs> Every the hot great dog missionary ever line, um, uh, don't ask until you've digested it. Yeah. 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 I want seconds on this. It's dog. Like hot dog? No, dog. No, dog. Fido! <laughs> you know? And that's a legitimate food in some parts of the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Seriously. Bugs are a legitimate form mm-hmm. of food in some parts of the world. Um, specifically, I'm thinking Africa. Yeah. Uh, parts of Africa. I mean, it, it's all these foods are indicative of the culture. If, mm-hmm. if, you th- if you speak the way you think, and so your language is an outcome of culture, your food is an outcome of your culture as well. Yes. You know, you're going to have far more f- seafood in a port city than you would in a landlocked city. If you're in a landlocked city, you probably shouldn't eat the seafood there. No, no. <laughs> Although, and, and, you know, it's so, we get into issues of like cultural appropriation and I get a little frustrated because I'm like, if I like that food, I'm appreciating that culture. Right. You know, Eating especially f- I've never heard somebody say that about cultural about food, like, oh, you yeah. can't eat this food or it's cultural. Oh, there was a huge thing that there is a, a Caucasian woman that was making these incredible oh, uh, she was tacos making them and okay. selling them, and they got really mad because oh. they were using she was using an authentic Mexican recipe, and they called it cultural appropriation. She says, "I just feed my family this and thought it other people would like it." Yeah, even. Yeah, like what a meal looks like to that people. Mm-hmm. The thing that shocked me is when I was talking with Mark about Mexican food, and he says, you don't have, it's not considered a meal until you've had a tortilla with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that totally mm-hmm. makes sense, but I never thought of that. Yeah. yeah well, that it's was, like, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, that, yeah. It's like, it's kind of, 
Wow. It's kind of like what you say with um, utensils, like, yeah. um, you know, you have a, f- a fork and a knife and a spoon traditionally in our culture, but you also have a spork in America. Why? Is it efficiency? Is it practicality? Is it laziness? Is it laziness? <laughs> it's all of those things, right? Yep. Or chopsticks, like mm. just the way that we eat food, or is it mostly finger food? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I do love chopsticks. If, if, it's, if it's true that appropriating recipes like that or using recipes like that to make food uh, is a form of cultural appropriation, then that is the basis of every food we have in America. Because so much, yeah. of it, I, in fact, I don't know of too many American foods that are not some sort of a uh, mashup of other foods. Uh, like I was literally just looking to make sure, but you know, we think of hamburgers as an American cuisine. That comes from the 12th century, according to just the small little paragraph I read on Google, uh, that it comes from Hamburg, Germany in the yeah. 12th century. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know at one of the world's fairs, a uh, guy was serving meat patties mm-hmm. and um, he ran out of containers. So he started putting between pieces of bread and people adopted that as part of hamburger. Now, yeah. the food we use, the meat we have for hamburgers versus like a, a steak from Hamburg, Germany. There's a distinct difference, but it's yeah. an appropriation. It's an adaption. And that's what Americans tend to do is they adapt other people's foods to make mm-hmm. it palatable for us, and I think American style. A lot of it comes down, like most things, comes down to attitude. You know, and if, if you're yeah. talking about yeah. appropriation specifically, um, if you have chefs who are wanting to bring new flavors and new foods in and adopting yes. other cultures, things for the sake of um, of just creating new recipes and bringing yep. food to people, obviously that's a great thing. But if you're if you're stealing recipes to yeah. put yourself into a higher position or, you know, yeah. you're, you're making yeah. a point to say, I'm making this better, you know, and not respecting the culture behind the food. Yes. Then I could see where that could be. I don't even know if that's appropriation, but just disrespectful to that culture. So, yeah. you know, I think, I think a lot of chefs these days are really good about um, respecting the culture behind food while still coming up with creative ways to serve it or even, yep. you know, um, I think of um, salt, acid, fat, heat. I think yeah. is the the yeah. that's a great show. And then there's a kids kind of kids version of that called Waffles and Mochi, that where they go through and they talk about different food and they actually go and visit each country and oh, how, what does this so seasoning cool. mean to you? How does salt work with this? Where does salt yep. come from? And it just breaks it down for kids. And I mean, it, it's a great introduction to food and community and culture and. Yeah, it's a great. Show. I, I think food I can it. be very fantastic on that and helping us enrich our understanding. Yeah. When we take time for it. Exactly. Um, going through several New Year celebrations, Chinese New Year celebrations with my students. There is such a rich experience that you don't get by just sitting down and eating. It's mm-hmm. eating it in a certain collective format and the certain yep. tradition that goes with it. And there's such a joy to the entire experience. Um, or even the the food, uh, thinking about um, Marrakesh, which is a Moroccan restaurant oh, I love in that downtown. Place. You, mm-hmm. you go delicious. through them washing your hands traditionally. And like the one that always got me is where they, they sprinkle rose water on your hands after the meal. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know that you've been through the washing ceremony. And it's just, it's really fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and the food's delicious. really awesome too. You eat everything with your hands, and you're sitting on a cushion on the floor. Like it's. I mean, that's that amazing. sounds like how I want to live my life, honestly. Yeah. But <laughs> they bring you fancy meat with fruit. Oh, and, and the and food. Oh. oh my gosh. Okay, it's the salad that always gets me, where oh you eat it gosh. from the center out. Yes. Or well, what's the one? It's like it looks like a pot pie, except it's more like a German pancake with powdered like, sugar meats and stuff. on top of scrambled a eggs and scrambled eggs, Ooh. meat, uh, yeah. a hamburger actually, yeah. in a um like a, a a soft baked shell. Yeah. Oh, oh my word. That, anyways, have you guys yeah. been to so Bogo de Chao? Oh my word, that place is so. I need to. So I've heard so, so many good. good things about Brazilian that. Brazilian Grill. <gasps> no. Um, yes, it is. Oh. It is so, spendy, but it is spendy, so good. but it's so gun. So it's where's that one at? I've, it's downtown. Downtown Portland. When I first visited Portland, I went there. Okay, it years is, after COVID, yeah. we're making food runs. Yeah, but like <laughs> we need a well, this one, dinner. this one it, to get the full experience. Um, it's a fifty-six dollar experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and they yeah, come it's around. Spendy. It's spendy. It's yeah. spendy, but that's like they have salad bar. Great not options. not just a salad bar. It's like a buffet bar with yeah. all of the fanciest charcuterie items you will ever see in your life. And yeah, and candy bacon. Whoa. candy, yeah. and, and candy. it's so thin cut, but yep. it's still soft. Chicken oh. hearts. So thin. Chicken yep. heart is one of my favorites. And so when you pay for this <laughs> fifty-six dollar experience. They will just continuously come yep. to your table with full-on sticks of meat, <laughs> and be just like, yeah, cut off and pieces. And they're like, off they're you. like, so this is lamb. Do you want some? Yep, cut. Move on. Yep. They give you like a little medallion that yeah. one side is green and one side is red. And if it's on the red, they won't come by. They'll just let you eat. But if it's yeah. on green, they'll come by and offer you things. And they're like, yeah. so you yeah. want some lamb? Here. Hey, we'll come by with Whew. some chicken. You want some? Yep. Cut. You want it this is... type of cut of beef? We got this type of the cut of beef. Ribs, we got this. The beef short ribs. Yep. Are yeah, oh, they're so. We good. went there. Yeah. It was the first time I've ever got meat sweats. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was just sitting there, just. You have to go so hungry because you'll. Oh be yeah, prep yourself. I don't yeah. think I ate that day prior, like throughout like the that whole day. day. Yeah, and when we got, yeah, it was just. And then the oh. fried pineapple. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I I ate like a whole pineapple when I was there. I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I like that Wait, was the first pineapple. time I sat and ate like food and was sweating because of the amount I was eating and it's the <laughs> full experience and it's yeah. best done in community yeah, yeah. and that's the key thing mm-hmm. is you don't go to those places alone yeah no that is an experience yeah. that you share and you have memories about how to I, I used to take them to those type of restaurant my students to a restaurant like that and I get like 15 of them and I literally had a student that wrote their uh paper on the restaurant we went to and described just the dessert, and she was a poet. She oh wrote this gosh. three-page poem on, on dessert. The dessert, and she nailed That's it. That's my girl right there. Yeah, it was like light cream sauce over fresh cut fruit with uh, cinnamon and other. It was it's Marrakesh again. Oh. You just go, oh my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's again, that's experience. That's what you get into. Um, so again, food is experience it's the type it, it's an indication of the culture mm-hmm. we haven't even got into drinks that's a whole other conversation oh <laughs> yeah another huge conversation mm. it's it, it is such a big thing in terms of as our culture we have really just made it very quick 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 yeah and i wonder if we don't need to rediscover slow it down yeah. together yeah that's that's what i 
had to end up doing i'm not sure what the switch happened um about a year almost over a year ago where it was like taking the time to cook even a simple piece of chicken and the difference between just rushing through or having someone else cook it for me but actually cooking it myself taking the time and then eating it and what a different experience that was compared to just getting something pre-made or having someone else cook it throw it on a plate heat it up and eat it yeah and like it tastes different. There's a different experience there. And, you, and there's you come an ownership away more satisfied. to it, too. Yeah. There's an ownership yeah. where it's like, and I made this. There's a sense of satisfaction that goes with it or a completeness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, when yeah. I'm eating food, like I often will eat my lunches at uh, school and I'll just, I'll just, all right, we'll right. take time. I'm not going to study. I'm going to listen to something mellow and I'm just mm-hmm. going to cram this down. But I'm always thinking about trying to get to class. Yeah. But when I come home, I sit down with the family and that is a complete feeling. Mm-hmm. Even though we don't have a lot of conversations about the day with Josh and Sam, both autistic, um, on occasion Sam will ask a question and we'll entertain that question. Mm-hmm. But it's just catching up and just the experience of being together. Even if we're eating and no one's talking, and the joke is we must be really hungry. Mm-hmm. We're really appreciating that food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the times where silence is not awkward. You know, a lot of times, and for some reason, that's a whole other subject. Silence tends to be awkward. But when you're eating mm-hmm. together... For some reason, there's, a, there's an allowance. For there's it. an allowance yeah. for it. Yeah. And everyone just says we in fact, the, the comment that happened, Mel had made some incredible soup typical of her. And she we all were just <laughs> we were just chowing down. And I said, honey, it's that good. We're speechless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We hope you enjoyed listening to us chat about food and all the things that we like and all of the ways that community is built around food. Um, and culture and culture the Mm, way that culture revolves around food or that food is a product of culture Um, so thank you for listening to today's special episode we hope to do more of these little fun uh, standalone ones in the future Um, so please join us for the next episode which will be coming your way soon Um, and if you have questions or comments or just want to interact with us about this episode in particular please send us an email at podcast at culturebound.org. We also accept donations as part of our funding um, for Culturebound. So if you have been enjoying this podcast and you enjoy our material and you want to be involved or um, send a gift our way, you can set that up at uh, culturebound.org. We would love, we love interacting with our donors. And so you'll probably get a handwritten note from myself (laughs) at some point. Um, But anyways, we thank you so much for listening and we hope to have you again soon.